Hello, 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 podcast listeners, and welcome to another edition of PWC Connections, the podcast. We're still doing it. It is the end, the tail end of October of 2022. We're heading into November. And with that said, we're getting close to Veterans Day. Veterans Day. So we're going to talk a little bit about that upcoming holiday. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. As Lo- My name is Lomine Henson. I'll be one of your hosts. And joining me is the lovely Miss Nicole Stiff. You're such a flatterer, Lamont. Thank you for having me on today. It's the purple. Whenever I see you guys in the purple, it does bring out your beauty a little bit more. Well, thank you for saying that. No problem. Thank you for joining me. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Very excited about this conversation that's coming up. I love that. I love that. We were fortunate to get two guests for this episode. One of them is Mr. Andre Couture. He is a project manager here. How are you doing, Andre? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I know you're a, uh, you know, stay to yourself type of guy. So I, I kind of feel privileged that you, you said, yeah. Well, put me on the radio. We're okay. Yeah. I popped up in his office also. Oh, it's hard to tell him no when he just pops in like that, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And our other guest joining us is Miss Sonia Whiteside. She is the electric construction planner and scheduler. How are you doing, Sonia? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Sonia joined us for a television segment on a similar topic, and she did such a fantastic job. I said, can you please join us for the conversation? And she said yes. Come on, I got some favor around here. I can't mm-hmm. believe it. Because he showed up at my desk. That's right. That's right. I pop <laughs> he did up. the same thing to me, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. We are talking about veteran transition. That is a topic that uh, is discussed sometimes, but maybe not often enough. We have so many uh, great people that join the military service and uh, dedicate to our country so we can have these freedoms and you know once their service is completed they may have retired or just decided to move on into another area transitioning back into civilian life has its challenges and it is always great to get uh, employees or individuals who can share their story of how uh, they had to make the transition and perhaps that advice or their story can help someone else or just serve for great conversation. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about veteran transition coming up on November 11th. That is Veterans Day. PWC will be closed on that day. This is the first time we're celebrating uh, Veterans Day as a PWC recognized holiday. And that also means off peak rates for all our electric customers. I had to throw in that shameless plug. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Andre. Sonia, we're going to start with you, Andre. Okay. What branch of the military did you actually serve in? I was in the Army. You were in the Army. For how long? Close to 12 years. 12 years. Okay. So how long have you been here at PwC? For almost seven. Seven years. And what do you do here? Uh, project management. Let's get into that. What is What does that mean? It sounds like a very prestigious title. Well, we... We manage all the various projects within the organization uh, that comes down as a part of our, you know, missions and goals. Uh, so as the project managers, we get assigned uh, from the PMO supervisor and uh, we manage everything from uh, getting the contracts in place through the initiating, planning, executing, and the monitoring, controlling the project, and then we close them out. Hmm. So, I, I, I can imagine that uh, you've done something like that before. Several. Okay. Okay. Now, before we dive there, Sonia, same thing. How? What branch of the military were you in? 
I was in the U.S. Army also. And how long did you serve? I served three years, and I was medically discharged, so I'm also a disabled vet. Okay. And how long have you been here at PwC? I just finished my 24th year. Whoa! Wow. Quarter of a century coming up. <laughs> and tell us, what does that mean, being an electric construction planner and scheduler? I process the work orders for the line crews to go out and repair or refurbish our utility lines and provide better service to our customers. Wow. That also sounds like some more organizational type stuff. So your background, uh, other than your military service, before you even went into the military, what was that like? What were your, uh, your educational or your, your work experiences before the military? I joined the military right out of high school. Two weeks after I graduated, I was in basic training. Wow. So back in 1994. Was that always the plan? It was always the plan. I did delayed enlistment, so I was already joined up and signed at 17 years old, ready to go. What 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 made the interest in joining the military? What got you? Well, I grew up in a military town, uh, Air Force Base town, and uh, my goals actually originally were to join the Air Force. Okay, had a bad experience with the recruitment process, uh -huh. uh, and then I went to the Army. Army guaranteed me a job at the time, as opposed to the other branches only guarantee fields. Mm -hmm. uh, so that kind of made it, you know. Something where you can go and try and find something you can use later on in life. Right. Makes sense. What about you, Sonia? Um, I was a late in lifer. I swore in on my 25th birthday. Before that, I um, held different jobs. And um, when I joined the Army, I wanted to go aviation. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But it, it gave me a great experience. What steered you towards the military? Um. I was trying to get a good job and without college education, I didn't have much luck. So I decided I would go into the military and get my education. And, um, you know, it didn't turn out as I had planned, but it w worked all the same. But such is life. I mean, it hardly ever turns out as we plan, but we just roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. So on a day to day. What does that look like? What, what's a take me through a project that you're currently managing, Andre, so we can get a, I guess, an idea of what your day looks like. I know it varies. Yeah, well, I have a wide variety right now. Uh, I'm doing a accounting best practice project, which is more looking at kind of our current accounting and financial processes, and we're working with an outside vendor to kind of look at you know how we're doing things versus what the industry um, says we should be doing them. Uh, but the other project I'm doing right now is the legacy systems projects. We have a lot of our IT systems that are sitting on old systems and they're needing to migrate over to something newer because uh, as our operating systems get more advanced, they don't work with these older systems. So uh, right now we're migrating several old applications like right away, uh, PCS, DSR, DST, and things like that. All those acronyms. But I, I've I've worked with you on one of your project teams. So let me try to describe what I what I observed you do. It's almost like you guys. You have a project. You have a deadline. You have to work backwards, and you have to include all the employees who would have some buy in on what this project is from the various divisions. 
You have representatives from each one of those, and you're calling meetings on a uh, almost weekly, bi-weekly, monthly type of basis to make sure that you're meeting these goals. You're working with the vendors. You're communicating what type of errors uh, may be needed to work out until you get to that deadline and determining whether or not, okay, we, we, we've met everything we needed to meet. We can actually launch on this deadline, or you may need to reschedule the deadline and work from that. It's yeah, a lot. Absolutely. We'll work in scope, time, and cost. Uh, the triple constraint is what we call it. Those are the main things, but everything that ties into that, uh, as you just said, with the team members, and uh, we have core team, and then we also have the subject matter experts from the various departments that help including Sonia, who's helped with several of my projects since I've been here. I imagine when you start one of these things that there's a lot of stuff that you don't know. And so when you're going through that discovery period, you're learning a lot about the the day-to-day the -day things that we do that just happen and nobody really knows how they get done. Right. Being someone like my background was in the Signal Corps in the Army, which is communications or IT. And now I'm here at a utility uh, you're always learning something new. Water and electric, you know, obviously is what we do. Uh, but a lot of our systems are still tied to IT uh, items. So, What about you, Sonia? Uh, your title alone it sounds like you do a lot, but let's take it a little deep dive. Um, well, I, again, I process the work orders that come down from electric engineering. Right. Um, and I schedule the crews to go out and work these. I also process uh, what we call service requests, which are for customer-related um, either repairs or disconnections so they can make repairs. Um, and I send the crews out to do that work. Um, also, I'm on one of the teams to look at the new work order processing app program, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm, I'm doing meetings and, and providing suggestions on how to make this a, a better system. How does your experience, you said you've been here a little over 24 years, how does your experience in being in this organization help in what you do? I would imagine just the familiarity of things and well um when i first started at pwc i was in electric constructor i'm sorry i was in customer service for a very short period of time and then i transferred to accounting and um so i was able to learn a lot of the um, electric terminology um, to help me process the work orders um, and then Throughout the time, I've been involved with doing inventory, so that helped me get to know the materials also, and and just learning throughout my years being here. I think it's always fascinating to talk with our, our long-timers like Sonia, and not having any idea how they've kind of matriculated through the company, and just seeing how they've they've worked their way through. That's always fascinating to me, and how you build upon each experience to get where you are today. Yeah, it seems like it kind of all sews in together as well. Mm -hmm. So you guys, both branches of the, uh, both in the U.S. Army, uh, tell us about what your actual job. I'm, I'm, I'm not that familiar with the military. However, I, I know you guys have your own uh, duty, call, job yeah. duty. Or, they call MOS or okay. Military Occupational Specialty. Got you. Okay. So what was that for you? 
Mine, when I came in, was a 31 series. So I worked as a 31 Lima and a 31 uniform. So that's more like telephone and wire installation and then radio system operation. Okay. Uh, so I did that. As I transitioned later on, they switched those from 31 series to 25 series. Um, Don't know what it means, but well, I'll, I'll exactly. take your word it's, for it. It's just, again, you know. It's military code. Making a note to Google that later. Right. A specific job, okay. you know, is tied to the number and the identifier. Gotcha. What? Well, well, how did you like your job in in the military? How was that responsibility or I enjoyed it. Was it assigned to you or do you get to actually select? No, when when you again that was one of the reasons why I decided to join the army is when I went what they call MEPS, which is your processing where you go and do everything. You sit in a room and they uh, allow you they say, Hey, these are all the different jobs that are offered to you. And this is what you qualify for, and they start throwing it. First, they're looking at things they want you to try and take. Okay. Like they offered me air defense artillery, which means right around the back of a truck shooting down airplanes. It sounds exciting. It sounds exciting, but what is that going to do for me Afterwards, later on? Right. I got you. The other one was cook. They really tried to give away cook. Uh, they were trying to do. You always got to eat. Everyone's got to eat. eat. But nobody wants. Who wants to get up at <laughs> who three, wants to do that? 3 a.m. to prepare food for hundreds, if not thousands, depending on where you're at, soldiers. Uh, so then I saw one where guys were climbing telephone poles. They were putting up wiring and they were installing phones. And I said, I want that one. You right. wanted to be a cable dog. Yeah. Okay. So. It was cable dog sounds really cool, doesn't yeah, it? That's a cool something title. you can transition to. And the jobs later on, you know, it's what fiber optics and then adjusting. Like when we got to computer systems, you're doing Cat Five computer installations, phone installations. So it's it's definitely fun. Okay, Sonia, what what, what was your uh, job responsibility? Well, I initially signed up to be communications, and when I got hurt in basic training that delayed me going into my job training. And so they urged me to reclassify and I ended up going aviation. Um, it was aviation operations specialist, which you're like base operations, um, a dispatcher, not, not um, air traffic control, but base operations. You did the, kept track of how many souls were on board and um, the flight path and, and flight planning and all of that stuff. Um, and so that, that, was, that was a lot of fun. Made it fun for you. <laughs> um, I got to travel in my short time in there and, and I went to Korea and so many people dislike Korea, but being aviation, I got to travel throughout the country and see things that a lot of other people didn't get to see. Um, and I met some incredibly awesome people, especially the Korean soldiers that I got to know. And so I enjoyed my time greatly. How, how would you describe the, uh, the, the initial transition back into civilian life? Well, I was in the middle. I went because around the time where I decided to transition, uh, I was spending a lot of time in Afghanistan and Iraq. Obviously, after 9-11, there was a lot of contract work for what we did that was making significant money over there. 
So I chose to get out and become a military contractor. So I went to back over to the Middle East, you know, as a contractor, not, right? Just not wearing the uniform anymore, but uh, doing the same job, but doing the same work. And like I said, it was uh, you're working with soldiers still, but you're also working with ex-soldiers, retirees, you know, retired first arts, command sergeant majors, people that. You know, the transition's a little difficult because your mindset's still military. And right. you are also now working with these people that they're like, well, you're over responsible for me now where I was ahead of, you know, I was over all these people before. Plus, you also have a lot of guys that were and girls that were over there that got out of the military because it wasn't for them. So you have to kind of change your mindset because not every situation you can handle how you would handle it in the military. Right. Uh, you have to kind of, it's a learning process. Uh, and it took probably about a year to kind of adjust and say, okay, I have to handle these situations with these people this way because you can't do it the same way you did it when you were in the Army. How about your transition? Um, since I was medically discharged, my, my experience was different. Um, I had, it, it was, um, kind of shocking because you don't have the camaraderie that you did in the military. Uh, plus I was married to military at that point. And as soon as I got out, I went to Italy to live with um, my husband at the time. Um, so it was kind of difficult to transition, but I was still close to the military. And I think that helped ease it a little bit. So as we get closer towards uh, Veterans Day, does it have more of a, a, a sentiment or a significance to you? Absolutely. I made the comment a couple of weeks ago that it's nice that PWC is now recognizing Veterans Day, obviously, as a day for us, because some of us veterans, we've earned it. Um, you Most know, definitely. And like I said, we just... It's a prideful thing for me. You know, I was happy to serve my country. Like I said, from a young age, I knew I was going to join the military. Uh, as, and as Sonia just said, you know, it's a camaraderie. You build such relationships in the military because you're in these places, you know. Like her, I've been to Korea twice. I've been to Afghanistan, Iraq, all these other countries. And those are family because um, you're there for six, 12 months at a time with people um, and you're working bonding 18 or 20 hours a day so and everybody um, is away from their family right you know so these are the people that you know you feel close to and uh you think about those situations and those people during veterans day i remember at one point when you know it was a big thing on facebook most veterans would change their profile status pictures to a military uniform picture or you know something like that what about your feelings on uh, Veterans Day? Similar? Very similar. Um, for years, oh, most of my friends were off for Veterans Day, and they never even served in the military. And I had to work, and we always thought it was kind of funny. But um, <laughs> now that we actually get it off, and, and you know, it just, it's to honor everybody before us and after us that, that decided to take that plunge and, and serve their country. You both have seemed to planted a flag here at PWC, especially 
you, Sonia, that Nicole referred to you as a long time. I don't, what, how long do you have to be here before you get that status? I think when you hit 20. 20. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got some work to go. Two long timers, Nicole. I mean, uh, Andre, you and I, we're rookies, I guess. Yeah, we got some time before we get to 20. But with that said, uh, how do you guys feel about PwC as an employer and, and uh, them helping with the transition back into civilian life, I guess? I think being somebody who did a lot of contract work after the, the Army, uh, this is a good stability is how I look at it. We're still supporting the military, if you think about it. We're a military town. So a lot of the people that we're providing services to are soldiers, retirees. Um, so it's, you know, and jobs right. for the area, you know, uh, people that may be getting out and are looking to go on to the next career. PwC is a great place for them. Well, and also, I don't know that a lot of people realize this, but we have that partnership with um, our military groups where they come in and tour our facilities to learn how to do water treatment and uh, power delivery because they're going to wherever they're going to help reestablish those kinds of services and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's really nice that we can have that partnership as well. Because they do have those MOSs in the military. Water yep. And I never knew that. In the military. I just thought that I just, it just never occurred to me that that would be part of, part of the military. True. Sonia, what about you? You've been here the longest, so I guess you kind of like this place. Um, it's been definitely provided a, a good life for me and my family. Um, gotten to know some really good people. And, um, you know, for, for the military and the community, we, we have programs set up that we can help different situations um, for the military individuals or their spouses. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's, it's provided well for the community. I agree. Well said. And don't know what else I could say. We're getting ready to wrap this up. But before we do, I did want to ask, did you have any uh, advice you might want to share with uh, those who are getting ready to transition out of the military or those who have recently transitioned and they may be struggling? Uh, advice you may want to share? I think ultimately you should have a plan, you know, again, and people are going to get out for all types of different reasons. Uh, I made sure that I had something lined up already before, you know, because I had actually just made the promotion list for the next, you know, rank. So I had to really choose, okay, do I want to get out? Because um, I can, you know, get that next position. So I had something lined up. Others may want to go back to school you know, because of the GI Bill and college options and things like that. So uh, honestly, definitely, I say have a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, there are lots of programs when you're getting out of the Army or any of the military services that you can work with to help you prepare for that transition. So you got anything or he said it all? A lot of it, yeah. Uh, definitely use the resources at hand. Um, especially now, a lot of the service members getting out do have entries. Follow up on it, and um, you know, don't 
don't struggle by yourself. Um, and just try to, to get out in the world and open yourself up to what's out there. Very well said. I want to thank you too for joining us and being guests on the podcast. I want to thank you for what you do for PwC and I want to thank you for your service to this country. Uh, I can, I can see the influence you two very organized, uh, the, your, your presentation of self is reflective of, of your background as well. Very, very well, neat, very kept all that good stuff. Um, and, and I appreciate the interaction that we have with one another as colleagues. Uh, it, it, just as we mentioned at the start of this podcast, I did uh, show up in your office and I felt like I could do that because of the interaction we've had with one another. Uh, and I think you guys know you could have told me no and it would have been fine, but I really appreciate you telling me yes. Uh, I think you guys have been great guests. And again, I just, I, I really appreciate all that you have done and are doing here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of PwC Connections, the podcast. Nicole, you got something? It looked like you were. No, thank you both for your service. I appreciate it. And I don't know that that gets said enough, but thank you. More so now than it used to. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was, definitely. It was a pleasure. It's still awkward to be thanked for it. But... <laughs> Do you go through the airports and they clap, that type of thing? No. Okay, not yet. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of PwC Connections, the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Please continue to listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the platform. You can also get each episode on our website, which is FAYPWC.com. Uh, you can look under our menu for the podcast. We have them all listed. Uh, please continue to follow us on our social media. Also, the handle FAYPWC. That's on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Nextdoor, LinkedIn. Uh, look for opportunities for upcoming community events, for uh, career opportunities that may be available here at PwC. We were talking about the transition and other great programs to help you conserve. Uh, I think I've covered it all. Question mark. I think so. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Please join us for the next episode. We're out of here. Mm -hmm.